Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Well, everybody's talking about Biden's age today. Everybody except Joe Biden is talking about his age today because Joe Biden really doesn't know how old he is. But as his age goes up, the poll numbers go down and Democrats are panicking big time. And they're all talking about it. With more from David Axelrod, who says, look, the polls ain't lying. All right. Biden's going to lose. Bill Maher is saying it. MSNBC saying it. Everybody's saying it. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Hope you had a great weekend and uh, it's Thanksgiving week. So it'll be a short one for all of us. And hopefully you'll get to spend some time with your family and some friends. And you will be shocked as I was when I went and bought groceries this morning. Just at how incredibly expensive everything is. Or maybe you won't be shocked. Maybe at this point you're just kind of used to it. That aspect of life though the inflation costs and how everything is more expensive right now is something that is definitely on voters minds in a big big way as biden turns 81 years old and the poll numbers don't look good the new nbc news poll it's not good and his handling of the war in particular among democrat voters is not good but in voters in general it's not good you know normally presidents would get a bump from being a wartime president not this guy because he's such a clown and he screws things up so badly that he actually is, this, this whole thing is hurting him politically, really is. And then, of course, no surprise, last week when they came out and said, yeah, he didn't do anything wrong with classified documents. So why do you have classified documents? And we're prosecuting Trump over it. But Biden, psh, ah, stop. Don't worry about it. No big deal. No big whoop. Don't worry about it. Classified documents. Nobody really believed that that was ever going to be a real investigation, did they? I mean, you, you never really believed that there was a chance Joe Biden was going to be charged with anything in relation to classified documents. Did you? I mean, I, I, I no, right? No. It's like how in New Jersey right now, the king's wife, King Philip the Unaccountable, uh, Tammy Murphy is running for the United States Senate seat. And this is a big deal because Bob Menendez, the corrupt senator, uh, is, is still running. So the king's endorsement of his wife means that all of the power brokers are going to back Tammy Murphy. And her voice is still being heard in a radio ad that is paid for by taxpayer dollars. 
and it's to promote, I don't know, uh, kids' health, some women's health. Some, the, what, what it's promoting is irrelevant. The point is that taxpayer dollars are being used to promote her, Tammy Murphy. That's what Democrats do, though. They get away with this stuff. It's just like how Biden doesn't get in trouble for classified documents. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and Trump does. Trump faces federal time over this. No charges for classified documents. This is what the House Intelligence Chair said a short time ago. House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence Chairman Mike Turner said that President Biden has been revealed as a serial classified documents hoarder and that a lack of charges for the commander in chief in connection with the violations would send a devastating message. And he has an exchange with Margaret Brennan from over the weekend, which I'll play you in a moment. But that's what we're hearing right now. That it's going to be. Ah, don't worry about it. It's like just in general how the Bidens get off with everything. But this is this is the frustration. And I do think there is a, a part of America that that sees the double standard or feels the double standard. And um, it just really offends them, you know, and maybe it would offend them less if times were good, if the turkey that you're buying was not so expensive this year. But uh, times are not good economically. So that's when people get really, really offended and not as offensive as any of the pictures of Kelsey and Taylor Swift, but offended nonetheless. And they don't like it when it's shoved in their face, the corruption, when they're hurting and it just bothers them. The other thing, too. And Bill Maher made a great point Friday night in real time when he talked about how San Francisco cleaned up the streets and how they did it seemingly overnight. But it was it was a sham. It was done for the Chinese. It was done for Xi Jinping. And the argument from San Francisco was, well, we had guests coming. And Maher's point was, listen, if that's if that's the argument you're giving to your residents, that we only clean up when we have guests coming to the house, that then that sends a terrible message. And cities across America are feeling that message. Bill Maher also went on and made the point that Biden is too old. He's too old, and whether or not he's capable or not is irrelevant because perception is everything, and people believe that Joe Biden is too old to do the job, and he's going to lose. He's going to lose. So that's why David Axelrod came out over the weekend and doubled down, saying that Biden has a 50-50 shot, but he thinks he can cheat nature, and he's running the same strategy as Hillary Clinton did in 2016. That strategy was, Donald Trump will lose. Not that I'll win, Donald Trump will lose. And what Axelrod is saying here is that if you run with that strategy, the results are going to be no better than Hillary Clinton's results in 2016. Think about it. She never even went to the Rust Belt states. She didn't think she had to. She just assumed, like so many Democrats did at the time, as the polls did, that Trump was going to lose because he's Trump and that's the end of it. And so you don't even have to worry. It's not about winning. You just have to. He's going to he, he's already lost. So don't worry about it. And you run and they ran a lazy campaign and Biden's running a lazy campaign now. I mean, he's barely out there. I don't even know if he's on the ballot in New Hampshire yet. He's barely out there. And so the question becomes, at what point do they wake up and realize maybe Trump's not the liability you think he is? And that's the message of guys like David Axelrod, who is Obama's guy. Obama's genius, Obama's guru who got him into the White House. That's the message that Axelrod's saying. You know, if you think that Trump's going to lose and that's your strategy here, I got news for you. That's not a good strategy. We've seen this happen before. Of course, Democrats will come back and they'll argue that, well, look at 2020, but there were a lot of different variables in 2020, particularly COVID, particularly that Biden was hiding in his basement, and particularly about the fact that, and I'm not even bringing up the cheating yet. I'm just simply saying that Biden back then, was in a completely different state, a completely different mental state that he's in now. Now the guy's so friggin' out of it. I, I mean, three years has been bad for him. Like, Trump is the same. 
I, I know that to the left, they think he's gotten crazier, but he still sounds like himself. Biden sounds like a completely different person now. And even Saturday Night Live is making fun of him. Even Saturday Night Live skewering him with all of his flubs, his teleprompter flubs, his, his awkward dodges, foreign policy blunders. MSNBC spent so much time on Meet the Press this morning, on Sunday, and MSNBC, NBC News, of course, the parent corporation being Comcast. They spent so much time on this NBC News poll, and the whole time I was watching it, not at the time, because I'm not watching it live, but when I was looking back on it, I just kept thinking to myself, man, they're devoting a lot of time to how Biden is going down. And they have all these forces out there that are saying that, that, that Biden can't win, and they're saying it openly, and they're saying it loudly. And they're saying it to a point where now it's becoming very difficult for people to ignore. So Axelrod, who is, I think, the one of the two smartest people in Democrat politics, he talked to Maureen Dowd of the New York Times. She did a, a column. She said in a, a defense of she did a defense of him and particularly the word that Joe Biden apparently called him, which rhymes with brick and is a is a thing for, you know, male genitalia. Uh she defended him in this and said, look, you know, Axelrod may be one of those guys. And Axelrod said the same thing, but she said he is not really. And she disagreed in her column on Sunday with the president. She said, I've known him since 2007. And if I had to pick a noun to describe him, it would be a mensch. So when Joe Biden privately employs that epithet for Axelrod, according to Politico's Jonathan Martin, it's bad for a few reasons, she wrote. Criticizing Biden for punching down at the strategists who helped elevate him onto the ticket with Barack Obama in 2008 and defended him when they wanted to dump him from the ticket back in 2012 to put Hillary Clinton on instead. And she spoke with Axelrod and he said, look, I don't care about them thinking that I'm a P word. That's fine. I hope they don't think the polls are wrong because they're not. And he doubled down in his assessment of the current prospects for the Biden campaign. He said, I think he has a 50-50 shot here, but no better than that. Maybe a little worse. He thinks he can cheat nature here, and it's really risky. They've got a real problem. If they're counting on Trump to win it for them, I remember Hillary doing that too. And Maureen Dowd agreed. And Maureen Dowd says that Biden's flash of anger indicates that he may be in denial, surrounded by enablers who are sugarcoating a very grim political forecast. And she, too, seemed to double down on Axelrod's original advice to Biden, who turns 81 on Monday. Today, she wrote the following, quote, Biden craves the affirmation of being reelected. He doesn't want to look like a guy who's being driven from office, but he should not indulge the Irish chip on his shoulder. He needs to gather the sharpest minds in his party and hear what they have to say, not engage in petty feuds. But the sharpest minds in the Democrat Party, Biden, at least not Biden, but the people in his closest atmosphere, they know what the sharpest minds in the Democrat Party are saying. They're saying, get out. Get out of the race. You can't win. You can't win. So get out of the race and do it now so we have time to get somebody else and do it in a way that we can figure this out so that we're not in a situation where we have a bitter, nasty Democrat primary and we're stuck with somebody who we can't control. Because they want to make sure that whoever the person is they have in there is somebody they can control. They want a puppet, obviously. That's what they're saying to him. And if you get the sharpest minds in the Democrat Party in a room, they're all going to sound a lot like what David Axelrod and James Carville and Bill Maher are saying. They're they're all going to say these things. And in the midst of all of this that's happening, you've got this mess in the Middle East, and people do not think Biden's doing a good job with this. 
And Biden looks on the world stage, his moment to rise to the level of being on the world stage in the middle of a war and turn around and look like a wartime commander in chief. And he appears confused. He's struggling to pronounce names. He's, he's next to these world leaders. He stands up there. He can't pronounce their names. He's, it, it, was, it, was, it, looked, it just looked terrible. It looked bad. Biden's looking around the camera, the other faces of the group. He's got a confused look on his face. And then he's called on to speak. And he then grabs the arm of a dignitary, dignitary next to him as he walks to the podium, where he starts by apologizing for keeping everyone waiting at the event. And then he gets very confused as he speaks, uh, speaks at this APEC summit. A conservative on Twitter responded, how long are we going to keep pretending about this with Joe Biden? How long are we going to keep pretending? <clears throat> and you have some people defending him. You do. You have some people coming out and defending him. But how do you defend him when he says creepy things like this to a, to a little girl in Virginia, in Norfolk, Virginia? He was at a Friendsgiving dinner with service members and military families from the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower and the USS Gerald R. Ford at the Norfolk Naval Station in Norfolk, Virginia. And this is a creepy moment with Joe Biden. I don't know how you defend this. Cut number seven. Thank you. Thank you. And I love your ears. I love them. They're really cool. What's your name? Catherine. Catherine, what a beautiful name. That's my mommy's name. Well, nice to see. How old are you? 17? Six. Yeah, creepy is what it is. It's creepy. It's creepy. And it comes across creepy. It comes across like a creepy old man. Like, hey, you want candy? That's how it comes across. And the perception of Joe Biden is the reality. Let's face it. Yeah, I mean, that's unscripted. Nobody in the teleprompter said, go over there and, and, and tell a six-year-old girl she looks like she's 17 years old. And I, I, as a father of a seven-year-old and a three-year-old, I would not want somebody, an old creepy man, coming up to Claire and saying, how old are you? Are you 17? No, I, I, she's just turned seven, as a matter of fact. You freaking weirdo. And, and don't give me that he's just, you know, a charming old man with grandkids and, and he's just, you know, being, being folksy and, and Joey and everything. No, it's, it's creepy. It's just creepy. You know it. I know it. And the dad of the audience knows it, too. You have to say, what do you look, seven, what are you, 17? Huh? Are you of the age of consent? No, you just, you just, you know, go over and say, I like your earrings. I, I have granddaughters, too. You make, you make, there's a way to do it that doesn't sound like you're freaking 500, you got to stay 500 feet away from a school. You know what I mean? There's a way to do it that makes people think you're not on a list and that you're not allowed to be around children or zoos, petting zoos. But he just doesn't have the ability to do that. And so people cringe. It's a cringeworthy moment. The perception of Joe Biden is everything. As Bill Maher said to Donna Brazil the other night, and this is the reason why he said that, that Joe Biden's going to lose, because he, he comes across as a doddering old man. Whether he is or he isn't, that's how he comes across. It's how people perceive him. Cut number six. Cut six. Everyone Matt. ages differently. I agree. I've said, and, I've... and, you know, so, so Betty White lived to be 99. No. Mick Jagger is still twisting his ass. Mr. Right. <laughs> I've been the one making that case year after year here against ageism. I always said it's a case-by-case case basis. It's but, a case-by-case. But case. for that argument to have teeth, it all, you also have to be the person who can go, yeah, but this is the case. And it, I, I've said it before. Do I think Joe Biden can do the job? Absolutely. Yes. I don't think he can win the job. And that's what I care about. He's going to lose because the people think he's too old. And perception is reality. Perception is reality. They also think he's creep. They also think he's a creep factor. 
and they think he can't handle the war. That, that, that he's doing a terrible job with this. And young people in particular think Joe Biden's doing a terrible job. So they brought out Steve Kornacki and, and Kornacki's looking at the polling. And again, at, like David Axelrod said, you can pretend as if the polls are bad and the polls are wrong, but they're not. And you can think to yourself that, yeah, Trump's going to lose this one, so we don't have to win it. But that's not the case. Trump is not going to win this for you. Because Joe Biden is in a really bad spot as a candidate. So here's what Kornacki said on Meet the Press. They devoted a very long segment to this. This is actually very long. Not this particular clip, but if you watch the whole thing, he's on there for a good five, six minutes with Kristen Welker going over all of this. It's a lot of time to meet the press to devote to Joe Biden's poll numbers. Now, they're not devoting as much time to the scandals around Joe Biden. And there's a reason for that, too, which I will explain for you. There's a reason why they're not. And the reason has to do with this is about Joe Biden. They want Biden gone because they think he's going to lose. But what they don't want to do is is taint people's perception of the Democrats as being corrupt. So that's why when there's a story I have in my stack today from Newsbusters about a bunch of scandals that the corporate media is ignoring, I understand why they're ignoring it. They're ignoring it because they don't want people to think that Biden's getting out because he's corrupt. They don't want corruption to be the air around it. That's why they're still covering for him. But they, but, but they want him out because they think he's going to lose. And what they're terrified of is that they will lose all the goodies when Trump gets in there. As much as Trump would be good for ratings, and he would. And deep down inside, as people that get paid for ratings, ratings numbers, as individuals, they all want him to win. But the problem is they, they work for corporations, corporate media, and those corp- the corporate media knows that Trump is a danger to them in so many different levels. And that's why they don't, they can't, the deep state, they can't tolerate, risk it, they can't do it. So they're devoting just an awful lot of time to spending on Joe Biden's no good, very bad, horrible poll numbers here. Cut four. Okay, so if we are heading towards Trump, Biden, a rematch in 2024, how does that look in our polling right now? Here it is. Donald Trump, we have at 46%. Biden? 44. And this is significant because this is the first time in the history of our poll that former President Trump beats President Biden still within the margin of error, but still significant. Yeah, it's 2019, 2020, when Trump was president, he trailed all of them. This year, he's trailed all of them in our poll. First time in more than a dozen polls, we've seen a result like this. Some of the other ingredients that go into that, Biden has long had an advantage over Trump on likability. Look at the start of this year, 39% sense that they had a positive view of Biden, barely 30 of Trump. We've seen consistently a gap like this. Now the gap is gone. 36 positive on both and actually Biden one point more negative than Trump. That's been a significant advantage for Biden. Our poll says that advantage, at least for now, may be gone. And we talked about younger voters on foreign policy and it's true on a host of other topics. Disaffected with Joe Biden. We have 46 percent for Trump, 42 percent for Biden among the youngest voters. The youngest voters in the 2020 election were Biden plus 26. This could be a massive sea change. Now, you know something I heard, uh, who was it, Juan Williams, I think today on Fox News, was defending that and saying, yeah, but at the end of the day, the Democrat, the, the young people will vote for him if it's a choice between him or Trump. Uh, again, that's exactly the strategy that they used in 2016, which is that, well, it doesn't matter if, if black voters, Latino voters, and young voters are not with Hillary. They will be when when you need them to be because of Trump, but they weren't. And this is the same exact problem the Democrats have now. They're all assuming, oh, but don't worry, when it it counts, they'll come back. 
they'll come back. I don't think they will for two reasons. Number one, if they were ever going to come out to vote against Trump, it would have been in 2016 when they were so just terrified of what he would do to the world and he was going to be the next Hitler and everything like this. It's not now when none of those things came true. When he was president, the world wasn't bogged down in, a, in, in, in war like it is. And, and obviously, journalists were not put in internment camps. The government did not prosecute political enemies. I mean, those things didn't happen. And people were making more money. So those same people now have seen and they've heard all the fear mongering and everything. And they didn't come true. But there were a lot of other things that they appreciated. And that's not. They just may stay home. They may, they may cast a ballot for Trump, but they may just stay home. And that's a problem. For Democrats, obviously. And yeah, I'm assuming Trump's going to be the nominee because the latest polls have him still double digits over Haley and DeSantis. And I keep hearing how there's still time and things could change, but this pattern is not changing. And Nikki Haley was on Fox News today going on again about how she wants to ban TikTok and why she wants to ban TikTok and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, she's 50 points behind Trump in Iowa. You're, she's not going to be the nominee. So and enough. I like, stop pretending. Short of death, Trump's the nominee. It doesn't matter if he gets convicted of a crime. It doesn't matter if he's in jail. He's going to be the nominee. And, and, that, and, that, and, and I know that that makes DeSantis supporters angry at me. I don't know why it does. I, I'm just looking, I'm just looking at, at the balls and strikes, and I'm telling you the truth. You know, the, the chance to stop him was a few months ago. It's not now. You can't overcome leads like that. There's just no way to do it. It defies political reality. I, I'm not saying this because I want Trump. I'm not saying this because I don't want Trump. I'm saying this because it's just political reality. It's just the nature of politics. When you've got leads that are that massive and a guy who's so vetted already where there's no surprises and whatever surprises come out, people would be at this point like, eh, eh well, you know, just kind of shrug their shoulders. Like, well, it's Trump. How do you overcome that? What's your secret to, to, to overcoming that kind of a lead? And and especially if the others are not going to get out of the race and, and back one candidate to go mano a mano against him, you, there's no you just don't have a pathway there. That's political reality. And if that offends you because you support Haley or you support DeSantis and that does you don't want to listen to the show anymore, that's okay. I understand, but I'm just telling you the political truth. I'm not I'm not doing this with some sort of secret agenda here. I'm just telling you the political truth. Democrats have realized that. You know, Democrats have realized and they've accepted Trump's going to be the nominee. And that's why they are making the moves they're making now, because they think he wins and they're terrified of him winning. So you just have to sometimes accept reality, whether you like it or not. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. All right. It's uh, Monday. It's a big week ahead. It's a short week, but it's a big week nonetheless. And we got a lot to get to, including how the first lady of New Jersey Tammy Murphy using your taxpayer dollars to promote herself as she runs for the United States Senate. Don't go away. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All righty. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Great to have you with us today on a busy, busy Monday, because uh, every day is busy, even during holiday weeks. So the question is, what's going to happen with Joe Biden and the classified documents? Now, you know, they're, they're trying to put Trump away in prison for this. And it looks like Joe Biden's going to get off easy. Again, shocking. I know. Uh, the double standard for Democrats versus Republicans. The double standard that is just out there. And you see it, I see it. We get frustrated by it all the time. Here is uh, Mike Turner. He's the chairman on the House Select Committee on Intelligence. He was on with Margaret Brennan of CBS uh, this week, and he kind of got shot down at the end of it when he starts to explain why Joe Biden really should face criminal charges for uh, these classified documents, why they should not just be simply glossed over. Take a listen. I want to ask you about classified documents um, because CBS has been reporting that special counsel Robert Herr is near the end of his investigation into President Biden and his alleged mishandling of classified info. If there are indeed no charges brought, which is what we are reporting, what do you think the signal will be to the national security world? Well, it, it, this will be certainly devastating, continuing to be devastating to the Department of Justice and to the Biden administration with their two-tier system of justice. You know, Biden has been found to be a serial classified document hoarder over a 10-year period. He's been taking classified documents, some of the most sensitive that threaten our national security home without any protection and, and certainly, you know, a, a, able to, to, for others to be able to access them. Um, there needs to be consequences. Uh, the fact that Hillary Clinton, who had, you know, over a hundred classified documents at home when she was Secretary of State and mm-hmm. Vice President Biden, both under Obama at the same time, were taking classified documents home and, and certainly had them be vulnerable with no consequences shows the Department of Justice is not pursuing Democrats. Um, well, as you know, there is a difference with the case against President Trump, who refused to hand over documents fully and violated the Espionage Act. That's the charge against him because he didn't well, it, work it, with it, the government it, you know, to Margaret, hand those over. Biden, Biden, Biden had these documents for yeah. over 10 years. You can't hoard documents in your home for a, a decade long period, concealing them, taking them home as a senator and vice president, and then suddenly say, Hey, two weeks while I was president, I, 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 I cooperated and therefore, you know, it doesn't count that I spent yeah. 10 years as a serial classified document hoarder. 
All right. Uh, well, we're going to have to leave it there for today. Thanks, as always, for joining us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It's, uh, you know, I mean, we got to make a we at CBS News have to make a distinction here between him and Trump. And that is that uh, he cooperated after he got caught uh, many, many times. Then so it's all good. It's all it should all be forgiven. It's like, what? Stop. Just stop. Uh, stop trying to make excuses here. But again, if it. The strategy is this. If they're going to get Biden out of the race, it it can't be about corruption because it taints the entire Democrat thing and it takes away from Trump. Their whole argument is Trump's corrupt and Trump is a criminal. And so that's why they're still ignoring all these stories about Biden. They're still ignoring all these 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 stories about Biden's corruption for a reason, for a reason. If, If it comes out, then, you know. There are eight new Biden family scandals that ABC, CBS, and NBC are hiding, according to Newsbusters. And House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer's November 8th subpoena of Hunter and James Biden and Special Counsel David Weiss's November 7th congressional testimony actually forced the networks to, very briefly, break out of their rut of refusing to report on Biden family scandals. On November 8th, all three networks, ABC, CBS, NBC Evening News programs, Relayed the bombshell development, but only spent 100 seconds total. 100 seconds total. All of them combined. It was 100 seconds. And they dutifully repeated the debunked White House line that there's no evidence directly linking the president. Whisked away. And that was it. One day they made the report, and mostly it was made to, I think the the only reason why they even talked about it was because the narrative is, well, the Republicans are still being mean, meanie pants coming after Joe Biden, even though there's no evidence directly linking any of this to the president. David Weiss, the special counsel, his closed door testimony before Congress was also covered, but barely. The November 7th edition of NBC Nightly News spent a whopping 59 seconds on the special counsel's closed door testimony, which was still better than ABC and CBS. They did ungats, zilch, zero, nada on special counsel David Weiss's appearance before Congress. They didn't spend any time talking to their sources, working out any investigative reporting to try to get some of the closed door and bring the audience front and center for the closed door hearings in a way that only NBC and ABC could do. And nope, they just they completely. Well, NBC gave him 59 seconds. And ABC and CBS gave Ungats. Ungats is my people's point. Yes. Zero. Correct. Correct. Some of the cases that have been censored in just the last month include the discovery of checks actually written out to President Joe Biden himself. Something Biden supporters and Jim Comer's critics have been clamoring for and insisting did not exist. The following are eight new developments in the Biden family corruption scandal over the past two months the networks have censored. That Joe, the big guy Biden, got $40,000 from his brother James via laundered China money. That's a lot of money. And the amount of uh, coverage that ABC, CBS, and NBC evening and morning shows dedicated. Henry, got the answer for me? The combined total? Morning show coverage, evening and morning? Zero point zero. Correct. Joe Biden used a pseudonym in over 82,000 emails, including one notifying Hunter about a phone call with the Ukrainian president. That was a big deal. Big story. Big story. 
Now, how much coverage that Joe Biden was using pseudonyms and even one that had to do with an email with Hunter Biden and the phone call with the Ukrainian president, including that one, the total amount of time, ABC, CBS and NBC evening and morning show coverage is. Zero point zero. Correct. U.S. attorney claims he was blocked during his probe of Hunter. Never in his career has he seen anything like it. So it's an October 30th Wall Street Journal report that House Republicans continue to unpack the Justice Department's botched Hunter Biden probe. And you had then Attorney General Bill Barr, Bill Barr had tapped this guy Brady to vet information related to Ukrainian corruption. And he claims he was blocked like nothing he's ever seen in his entire career. The total amount of time dedicated by ABC, CBS, NBC, evening and morning show coverage of that revelation? Zero point zero. Correct again. Biden appointed U.S. Attorney Martin Estrada claims he couldn't charge Hunter Biden because he was resource strapped. So the United States Attorney from Los Angeles, Martin Estrada, told lawmakers he refused to partner with federal prosecutors from Delaware last year to charge first son Hunter Biden with tax fraud, saying his office was simply too resource-strapped to assign anyone to the case. He was, in, of course, he's an appointee of Joe Biden. He confirmed he balked at charging his boss's son while ducking taxes linking foreign income. And this was all before the House Judiciary Committee and a transcript that was reviewed by the New York Post. And it confirms the claims of IRS whistleblowers who said that they were, they were obstructed by the U.S. attorney in Los Angeles and the United States Attorney who oversees the District of Columbia, and Maine Justice, of course, as well. The amount of coverage given by ABC, CBS, NBC, evening and morning show coverage is... Zero point zero. Correct again. See a pattern here. Joe Biden got a $200,000 check from his brother James on the same day that his brother got a check for the same amount from a hospital firm. President Biden received a $200,000 check in 2018 from his younger brother, James, on the same day that he received the same amount from a U.S. hospital chain by promising to secure a Mideast investor, according to bank records. This summer, Joe Biden said, where's the money? Well, we found some. Said House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer in the video that he posted to social media on Friday. Comer said that James Biden wrote the check to his powerful brother as a loan repayment without providing further context. And even if this was a personal loan repayment, it's so troubling that Joe Biden's ability to be paid back by his brother depended on the success of his family's shady financial business dealings. Joe Biden has received a total of $600,000 in loans from the since-defunct rural hospital operator AmeriCorps Health in 2018. And James Biden, the president's brother, procured $600,000 in loans from AmeriCorps based upon representations that his last name, Biden, could open doors and that he could obtain a large investment from the Middle East based on his political connections. Now, can you guess the amount of coverage dedicated by ABC, CBS, and NBC on their evening and morning shows combined? Zero point zero. Right again. That Dean Wormer is one smart cookie. He is a very, very astute man. He's like the Nostradamus of our times. A form from the FBI shows that they knew the Hunter Biden was Hunter Biden laptop was legit even before the 2020 election. 
The FBI knew the contents of the Hunter Biden laptop feature in the New York Post reporting ahead of the 2020 presidential election were real. According to a newly released form DFD 302, which summarized the Bureau's interview with Hunter Biden's former business associate, Tony Bubalinski. The FBI interviewed Bubalinski on October 23rd, 2020, after the New York Post story contained emails from the Hunter Biden laptop archive that Bubalinski was copied on. Bubalinski told the FBI he knew the emails were legit and he had records of the emails on multiple cell phones. In addition, the New York Post published Hunter Biden's emails in which Bubalinski was copied. His name was not redacted from the FBI's published emails. The amount of coverage given by ABC, CBS, NBC Evening and Morning News shows is... Zero point zero. And I could go on. There's three other stories, but I think at this point you get the drift. And so that's the thing. The media is continuing the corporate media to hide the Biden corruption while they do go on about how he's losing. And that is um, deliberate, I think, because they don't want the, the they don't want him to be tainted with corruption. And they certainly don't want it to look like they're pushing him out because of the corruption. And they don't want it to seem in people's minds, well, Biden's corrupt and Trump's corrupt. And so they cancel each other out. And that's why they still bury this stuff as at the same time, they dedicate so much of their time, so much of their time to talking about his falling poll numbers. It's a dichotomy for sure. One that I have just unpacked for you in a way that only I can. All right, listen, we know that uh, the holidays are here. We know that falls in the air. We know the grill misses you. And we know that there's great opportunities like tonight, for example, to fire it up. What you need you need some friends, you need some family, you need some great food. You need my name, Zioli, at omahasteaks.com. Because when you use my name, Zioli, you're going to get $30 off your order at checkout. And it is the Omaha Steaks Fall Cravings 50% off site-wide semi-annual sale. That's 50% off all your favorite tender, juicy, extra-aged steaks like their Butcher's Cut Filet Mignons. All you got to do is go to omahasteaks.com today. Use my name, Zioli, at checkout. Get an extra $30 off your order. These are the best steaks ever. And let me just ask you this question. In this economy right now, with inflation everywhere, who's giving you $30 off a checkout when you buy premium quality American steaks, baby? Who's doing that? Nobody's doing that. Omaha Steaks is doing that. That's it. 50% off site-wide and $30 off your order when you use my name, Zioli. And the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless value on incredible entrees, scrumptious sides, decadent desserts, and more. All of them... 50% off during their semi-annual sale. Every bite backed by their 100% unconditional guarantee. I had a story the other day about how Bill Gates is buying up all this farmland. And this is part of his climate change agenda. You know, they want to drive out family farms, just have these big conglomerates. And, you know, China keeps buying up farms. They keep buying up a lot of food companies, too. For five generations, Omaha Steaks has been a family-owned company. Five generations of family-owned American expertise means uncompromising quality you can trust right from America's heartland, Omaha, Nebraska. It's beautiful stuff. Every steak, every entree is flash frozen, vacuum sealed, and ready when you want to grill, backed by their unconditional guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go there right now. OmahaSteaks.com. 50% off site-wide, perfect time to grab fall grilling favorites, load up cozy comfort meals, and so much more. Use my name, Zioli, get $30 off your order at checkout, and do it today because the semi-annual sale will not last. OmahaSteaks.com, code word, Zioli. Thanks for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the Odyssey app. Okie dokie. 
855-839-1210. So, yeah, so I, it, it's it's very obvious politically what's happening. And, you know, I, I just have a problem with uh, this denial that I think uh, people have right now that the Democrats are not up to something behind the scenes. I, I mean, come on. You got to you got to be honest. To me. They, you know, as well as I do, they've decided Trump's going to be the nominee. They're freaking out. They're panicking. They're 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 nervous. They're nervous. And, and things like this make them nervous. And again, this is not an anti any other candidate thing. It's just a political reality thing. They've accepted it. He's going to be the nominee. He's just too far ahead in the polls. So barring death or abduction by aliens or something that is so just outside the realm of politics, he's going to be the nominee. Democrats are preparing for that. Why Democrats want Joe Biden out because they're very nervous about Trump getting in and then doing the things that will undermine the deep state that they have hoped that he they would never have happened to them. You know, this Project 2025, for example, that the Heritage Foundation's put together, that you, all the fear mongering you keep hearing about in the news where the the president's going to go in there and he's going to take a bulldozer to the administrative state. And, you know, these bureaucrats, these tired old mules, they're going to be out the door, showing the door and the people that try to undermine its agenda will be stopped. There's a lot of people who make money off of that. They are getting worried that's going to happen. They're getting very worried about that. And there's a lot of money tied to Washington. They don't call it the swamp for, for I mean, it's a literally built on an actual swamp, but it's a swamp. Because it's also a just corrupt place. The richest zip codes in America are all right outside of Washington, D.C. You look at Maryland and Virginia and that whole area, that the richest zip codes in the country, are, they're all right out there. Exceeding Beverly Hills, exceeding that part of California. I mean, it's there. Maryland and Virginia, those zip codes and part of D.C. too, but that's where the money is. So don't pretend like there are not a lot of people who get very, very rich off of the deep state who are worried. They're nervous. And Joe Biden is a guy who will continue because he's corrupt too. He'll let everybody continue to eat at the trough and that's fine. And that'll be great. And They're okay with that. Whoever the Democrats put in there will be fine. That person will be okay with it. But since Trump's going to be the nominee at this point, <laughs> because the political reality is just that they can't risk that they can do business with him because he's got a big ax to grind. Very angry right now. He's very angry with the deep state. You can imagine why. You'd be too. And he said, joking around, that he may have to have a little tiny desk at his inauguration. He doesn't want to wait any time between when he's inaugurated and when he can start doing things and start going after people. Which also makes him very, very nervous. Cut number two. Cut two, Matt. Under the next administration and our next administration, Biden plan for TPP2 will be dead on day one. It'll be dead before I get to the top of the stairs. We have so many different things. I'll give you an example. So you know how beautiful the inauguration is. You're down and you're walking up these beautiful stairs to Capitol. Everything's so beautiful. As I'm walking up, I'll be signing about four or five different documents. I'm not going to wait to get to the other. I may even have. I may even have a very tiny little desk put on the 20th stair. Because I always like to sign with a desk. Your signature looks much better than holding it up like that. But I may have a little tiny desk put up there so that I can sign 
on the border, I can sign. We're going to complete everything. You know, we built over 500 miles of wall, but we're going to we're going to secure our border. If we didn't have that wall, forget it. And by the way, Mexico paid for a lot of it. You know, they had 28,000 soldiers that they paid. Couldn't get them to pay for the wall because there's no mechanism to do that. How do they pay for a wall that we're building? You know, there was a little legal problem. But they paid much more because they paid for 28,000 soldiers along the border that did a whole beautiful job. You know, with the bullets going both ways, Pancho Villa. Do you ever see? Pancho They have... They're less politically correct than we are, I can tell you that. And it did a great job. And we're going to do another thing. We're going to be uh, signing something. Before I get to the top step, I'm seriously thinking about doing this. Uh, we'll knock out TPP. We'll do that. It'll only take an instant. But we're going to be signing to do something else. Drill, baby, drill. That's what we're going to be signing. So they're nervous, obviously. And, you know, the fact that Democrats can see the political reality of the situation is it's a defensive posture is what it is. Axelrod is not wrong when he says to Democrats, if you think that Trump's going to lose and that's your strategy, then you got a problem. Now, yes, it is well within the margin of cheating. These polls are very close, but a bigger fear is not so much that they can't pull off again, massive amounts of electoral fraud because they certainly can, but you can't, There's only so much you can do if you really just have people that don't want to come out and vote for the guy. There's only so much you can do. And there's only so much you can cheat. You know what I mean? And they also don't want to take the risk. They they don't want to risk going into this and thinking to themselves, well, we can just cheat our way into this. So that's the problem for them. 855-839-1210. Coming up, let's talk about your kids getting groomed in school, your kids, your grandkids. Uh, with the investigative reporter for uh, investigative fellow for parents defending education. We'll have that conversation about the latest that's going on as they try to convince those young minds out there to do all the work of the left. But I want to tell you about my buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria, because I've been telling you about him for a while now, and he's a great dentist. And my whole family goes to him. Bridget, Reagan, Claire, Patrick, the whole family. And of course, my my mother and father, Mama Zioli discovered him. And the level of care and commitment to dental excellence, excuse me, the level of care and commitment to dental excellence that Dr. Mike and his staff delivers to every patient will make you want to go to the dentist. So if you've been complimenting, I can't talk today. If you've been contemplating that big invasive dental procedure and you're nervous, don't be. Just reach out to Dr. Mike Venaria for a second opinion, free consultation. Free dental implant consultation. You know, dental implants are a specialty. It's what he specializes in. It's what he's known for. He's the master of them. And nobody does a better job. Plus, too, great music in the office, great people who work there. It's a great environment. And there's two offices to serve you, Cinnaminson and Woodbury, right over the bridge. Easy to get to from anywhere you are. And that's why people travel from all over to see Dr. Mike. And he gets it. You have a choice. A lot of dentists out there, a lot of these chain dental stores. Don't go to the chain dental stores, by the way. Go to the, the office of a guy who's been providing care for patients in our region for almost two, three decades. Just doing a great job. That's why so many people coming back time and again, time and again, like Mama Zioli, all the way from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So schedule your free implant consultation today for your perfect smile. Call 856-786-2020. 856-786-2020. Or visit VenariaDental.com. It's V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com. My dentist, my buddy, the master of dental implants, Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 